Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at prestigesubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And you can sign up for the Travel Club to receive the latest in travel news and some great travel tips. And it's a place where we can dream about where we're going to go as soon as we're able to get out and, and travel again. And it's important to remember that that time is coming. It will be here, hopefully, before we know it. And in the meantime, this is a good time to be dreaming and planning and thinking about where you're going to want to go when you can just go anywhere you want to go. So be sure to listen to past episodes of Speaking of Travel. Get inspired. All you need to do is click on that Speaking of Travel website. You can go to the iHeartRadio app, to iTunes, Spotify, pretty much all podcast platforms are running Speaking of Travel now. And I want you to remember that during this time of uncertainty, it's important to really pull together as a community. In fact, it's crucial to our health and our well-being and the stability of our local friends and neighbors. And, you know, some communities really need help more than ever. And although it might seem daunting at first, there are ways to lend support and funds or even a helping hand. Well, my guest today is New Belgium's community ambassador, Mike Kraft, and he's going to give us some info on the New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund that's going on and catch us up on what's happening over there at New Belgium. And Mike, I am so glad to have you today on the show. Thanks for having me back. Well, you know, it's Sorry, been... we can't be uh, face-to-face, but at least our technology allows us to do this over the telephone. I know, and I do remember when you were in the studio, it was so much fun having you on and talking about what was happening. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So give us a little idea about what this new Belgian bar and restaurant relief fund is about. Yeah, thanks. So um, we, about mid-March, um, we quickly learned from the community that the need was going to be pretty great from those folks in the service industry. And the idea was to figure out how New Belgium could uh, rally around both the communities in Fort Collins, where our original brewery is, and our second brewery in Asheville, 
what we could do for the community and um, support those that are that are going to need it. And we quick, quickly realized that the fiscal impact for the service industry folks um, who weren't able to work anymore because of what's going on um, was was pretty obvious. And so we, we there was a bunch of us that got together really the mid-March and um, put our heads together and uh, came up with this fund where folks can donate um, to the cause. And then we've been taking applications uh, from the community, from both folks in the community and where we're going to be um, sending out checks in support of those folks that were able, able to help. Well, this community, uh, and I'm sure it's true in Fort Collins too, was hit pretty hard. A lot of restaurants and bars and, uh, and people are out of work. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, a really huge effort for the company to put together. Was it, give me an idea of, of how everybody kind of came together and started working on this. Well, you know, it really came kind of naturally. I think uh, I've been around the brewery long enough to realize that when there's an opportunity to help out in the community, it's just what New Belgium does. And so after a couple of phone calls with our uh, philanthropy director, um, we just we just kind of started putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And and we we fortunately have um, it set up. So we got through some of the red tape that normally would would take uh, someone to get a nonprofit set up because we have have a nonprofit set up already due to um, some natural disasters that happened uh, in Colorado years ago. And we had a couple coworkers whose homes were affected by um, by fire. And so we decided to start a nonprofit where employees of New Belgium could donate um, whatever one time or reoccurring to a fund um, called the Coworkers Assistance Fund. So we got to use the Coworkers Assistance Fund uh, to help assist to get this thing rolling as fast as we did. And so it's a separate nonprofit entity. And um, we just, you know, we had the tools and, and wanted to make it happen. And so um, the applicants that are able that we are able to support will be getting a $350 check from New Belgium. Um, the, the need is more than um, we can cover, of course, you know, because there's so many people affected. And so we're still encouraging folks to to donate online if they can. So give us the online uh, address where people can go to donate online. Sure, and I, I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention that um, One Buncombe is also another great cause that's happening here in Buncombe County. That that launched about 24 hours after us, um, and they're doing very similar things. So it's 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 another reminder of how wonderful of a community that we all live in. That that you know that's top of mind. Um, so you you, you basically Google search. Um, the New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund, and it'll take you to the page, and you can um, donate just right on the side there. That's perfect. And so the One Buncombe, let's talk about that for just a minute. That started not long after the New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund, and it acts in the same type of um, program where people can donate, and then those funds go out to people who need some help. Yeah, that's my understanding. That's a very similar similar setup, um, but the um, the chamber was a, a really the, the the folks who who pulled all that together. And so I would I'd encourage folks to check out onebuncombe.org as well. And Mike, how long has New Belgium been in the Asheville community now? 
Oh, geez. Um, let's see. 2015, we opened the doors of the Liquid Center in February of 16. So you've been here a couple of years, a good 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, four years now. And already you are such a, a force to be... Um, part of this community from the very beginning we talked about that when you were on the show last time but really when when new belgium made the decision to come to Asheville, you guys really just came in head you know feet first like on the ground we're going to help this community we're going to be part of that community that that must feel really good for all of you uh, even in this time it does yeah it does and thank you for for saying that you know i I, I really believe that, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, being a, a business as a force for good. And I think we were so rooted in the Fort Collins community that we learned a lot. We, we didn't know any different. And there was only just I don't know, about a, a dozen of us from Fort Collins that came out here, made the pilgrimage out uh, to Asheville. Um, and, and those that the idea was these were seed positions. So you're going to seed the culture that, you know, into a new place. And, and really, as I reflect back, I think I learned more from the people the, that we hired more than I brought, meaning that my new Belgium spirit was really reinvigorated when we got to hire, you know, a hundred people from the community. And you really get to learn the history of this place and um, get a feel for, you know, the needs and the wants and what we could do and how can we pitch in. And, um, we've, we've learned a lot and, and we do certainly do a lot of things in the community. And, um, I think that that's just part of our DNA. I think it definitely is part of the DNA. And when we come back, Mike, I want to talk more about, uh, what there are so many things that are going on over there at New Belgium, even in this time of, um, these challenging times, the you know this yeah. mission that you have of uh, helping the community of doing doing good work being a part of uh, what's happening is so important. So tell us again how we can get information on the New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund. Well, it's definitely on our website, and I would say just Google New Belgium's Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund. And you can donate right there on the right side on the tab. And um, you can even choose if you want your money to go to Fort Collins or if you want your money to go to Asheville or you can split it evenly. But, but, but all, this, all the funds will be benefiting uh, those two communities in the um, service industry. And we appreciate any support we can get. That is so awesome. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here today talking with Mike Kraft from New Belgium. And we'll be right back. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay, the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You usually hear me talking about our tours from the rooftops in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. 
Currently, our country and the world are going through an unprecedented time with the COVID-19 pandemic and the fear and economic uncertainty that it is creating in our world. We in Asheville, a city that has been welcoming tourists to the healing properties of our Blue Ridge Mountains since the 1800s, are feeling it as well. Many things have been put on hold, but together we will get through this. Our times to explore the world or even our local hometowns and reconnect with friends and loved ones is in our future. Be strong, stay safe, and when you are in Asheville, look us up. We would love to show you the city from a bird's eye view. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, we are so lucky that New Belgium came to Asheville, North Carolina, and is a force for good. And I'm here with my craft. Mike, you've been with New Belgium for so long. How long have you been with the company? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have uh, I have been an employee at New Belgium for over 18 years. Over 18 years. Well, you've seen a lot, a lot of changes. And you came here when the Asheville uh, Brewery started, even before, right? I did. I did. I got to see the last phase of the construction, uh, which is really, really cool to be a part of. That is really so nice. And over the years, you've become such a part of the community. In fact, your title is Community Ambassador, so that kind of gave you free reign to just get right in there and start to know people (laughs) that must have been a lot of fun we really do like to uh yeah i do and i get to work with a lot of wonderful nonprofits in the community and um you know one one little story i'd like to tell is is right now we would be um celebrating this project that we've been doing this would have been our third year doing it's called wnc for the planet and wnc for the planet was um thought of because once we got to Asheville, we realized there's a ton of environmentally focused nonprofits in Western North Carolina, but it was difficult for me to navigate where I could find out how to, how to volunteer and decided that we should get everybody um, in, in the, in the room and talk about, you know, how we could fix that. And so, you know, collectively we came up with this idea to, to share a calendar and start this project called WNC for the planet where all the nonprofits would, sh- would share this website and we'd share this calendar. And so if you had a free day on the 22nd or the, you know, on the second, you could look what was happening and you could um, go volunteer no matter what the group was. So it was a real, it was a really great collaborative uh, effort and it was really designed in collaboration versus uh, being competitive within each other. We all kind of have the same mission here. So um, we decided that we wanted to have, Earth Day, not just be Earth Day, but Earth Month. And so the month of April um, traditionally has been stacked full of volunteer opportunities here in the community. And it was really, really well received uh, the last couple of years. I have um, I've been able to pull up the stats from, from last year. And, and just to give you a sense of how, how popular this thing was, we, we ended up doing over 4,200 hours of community service uh, last April throughout all the projects we got to host. Wow, that is amazing. So what what's happening yeah, now? Yeah. 
Well, we're doing a lot of online stuff. Um, considering the the times, I'm afraid a lot of the things that we had we had organized for the month are are officially on pause. Um, but we we were talking about what else we could do, um, and, and maybe just shift Earth Month uh, by a month or two and, and get folks involved in the community. But there's been some real pillars, uh, nonprofits in the community that have been super helpful with this. And, and just to name a few, um, you know, Friends of the Smokies, Riverlink, Greenworks, um, Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy, uh, Conserving Carolina, uh, Mountain True. I mean, these are all just wonderful nonprofits that are in our backyard and our community. Um, and um, they're really uh, uh, pillars of the community and super helpful to get this initiative off the ground and running. That is really great. And being that, uh, you know, every day is Earth Day. I mean, especially now that we're in these challenging times, it's it's a wonderful day just to be uh, mindful of the Earth and everything around us and how fortunate for us that we can actually go out and take a walk, just taking a walk through the woods, sitting down by a stream, listening to the birds chirping. Um, And what a wonderful time to maybe learn how to uh, build a bat box and put it out in your, in your backyard. Right. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I think that, um, uh, a personal level, I think I've walked around my neighborhood more than I ever have in my entire time here, and it's it's been lovely. We're real fortunate to live where we are, that we can get out and stretch our legs, and um, it's a good it's a good time to reflect on what's what's happening around us for sure. And and it's okay to you know get distracted and and think about daydream about travel. Uh, speaking of travel, um, you know I think everybody um, is a uh, little 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 stuck right now and i think it's it's nice to be distracted by talking about some former trips or some future trips that we'll all be able to take eventually absolutely and i know mike from our previous conversations that you love to travel and you have been very fortunate to travel a lot so closing your eyes and envisioning all those wonderful experiences that you had um is good motivation to be thinking about where you're going to go off to next. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have a we have a yearly tradition now that we live in Western North Carolina. Um, my wife and I have a small camper van, and o- over our wedding anniversary, we always go to Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and it, it happens to line up with the synchronized firefly phenomenon. And for anybody listening that has never heard of that, I, I urge you to, to Google that too. It's um, it's it's hard to even describe, but um, timing is everything. So um, depending on the the temperature and elevation, uh, there's a great spot in in the national park where you can um, at nighttime go out and see, no exaggeration, millions of fireflies, and um, it is. It is just. Uh, it, it. It brings brings me chills every time I talk about it. It's one of the most natural phenomenons that I've I've ever seen. That it's just so impressive. I have heard about that, and it sounds like um, there's there's like a process that you go through to to do that with um, putting your name in a lottery and uh, and so you've been able to do that, that in true. the past. That is true. There's a couple options. You can you can um, camp in in the campground, 
um, and that is a suggested six months in advance res- reservation because that time of year is so popular because of the fireflies. And there's also a trolley, and the trolley is also a lottery, and so you can you can park, and the trolley will bring you into the park, and you can appreciate the fireflies, um, and then get back on the trolley and go home. So you don't have to camp, but it's a wildly popular thing. Uh, for sure. And, uh, it's, it's worth it. If you can, if you can get ahead and plan and you want to go camping and you're on it six months in advance, it's, it's a hundred percent worth it. Well, now it's the we, perfect we, time. Um, we did, um, one year we didn't get into the, the specific campsite. We ended up in, in Caves Cove, which is to the West of the park. And Caves Cove is a beautiful campsite. And we weren't sure if we were going to be able to see the fireflies at that part of the park. And, um, for whatever reason that night, you know, it, it rained a little bit and our fire was kind of going out and we decided to take our bikes and go for a bike ride. And so on Cades Cove, there's a loop, a historic loop that you can ride your bike on. In fact, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, um, before noon, it's actually closed to cars and people are encouraged to ride their bicycles. And it's about 11 mile, very easy, um, flowing, uh, loop road, which is really great to do. Event, we went out into the field and I mean, we saw millions of fireflies in a spot that traditionally doesn't have as many as Elkmont. So we really got lucky that first year. That is really lucky. This is great because, again, here's something that we can plan for, we can look forward to, and even go online and find out more information and see what that looks like. I love that you were able to do that and had that magical moment. Yeah, very fortunate. We're we're avid National Park fans. I think any vacation we ever take is, um, is something to do with the National Park. And so um, we, we're very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. And I encourage everybody to go explore our parks. Absolutely. Well, Mike, it is really wonderful having you and catching up with what's going on with New Belgium, thinking about places we can Thank go. You. And tell us again how we can get more information. Uh, like I was saying in the beginning that, you know, this is a time that it might seem daunting. We know that there are a lot of people who need some help, and maybe we are not sure how we can go about doing it. But here's a way that is it sounds pretty hands-on. So tell us again how we can find out more. Yeah, we'd like people to think about, you know, as they're having a having a beer at home, since they can't tip their bartender, this is a great opportunity to go to the website, the New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund, and uh, take care of folks in, in the communities. And um, we appreciate all the support we can get. Well, Mike, thank you so much, and and I would love to touch base with you again as uh, the months go on and and get updates on what's happening over there, and hopefully it won't be too long before we can be sitting up, looking out over the river, and uh, toasting ourselves with a big old fat tire. That sounds lovely. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Hi, this is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'd like to invite you to travel with me on a virtual tour of one of the most famous UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Pull up Google Earth in your browser and type in UNESCO. That's U-N-E-S-C-O. One of the places on my bucket list is the Taj Mahal of India. 
On Google Earth's UNESCO World Heritage Map, you can click into the street view of the Taj Mahal and soon you'll be wandering the grounds. You can virtually stroll alongside the imaging pool, climb the stairs, and walk right up to touch the stones of the famed mausoleum. UNESCO called it the jewel of Muslim art in India and one of the universally admired masterpieces of the world's heritage. Another thing to know about the Taj Mahal, it's located near the city of Agra, which is also a traveler's hub for medical tourism. I hope you'll enjoy your virtual tour of the Taj Mahal on Google Earth's UNESCO World Heritage Map. This is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'm wishing you all the best for your travels near and far. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, you know, every day I've been going out, taking a walk around the neighborhood, really being able to see places just in my own backyard that I've never seen before. And every once in a while, overhead is an airplane. And I get so excited. It's kind of like, the plane, the plane, it's the airplane. Planes are still flying, and I am so interested in what's going on at the airport and I'm here right now with Tina Kinsey the director of marketing PR and air service development at the Asheville Regional Airport to give us an update on what's going on over there at the Asheville Regional Airport. Tina thank you so much for taking some time and catching us up. Oh you're you're very welcome thanks for having me. So Tina the the gist of all of this is that we're all in this together. Everybody's working really hard to keep the airport safe and operational during this uncertain time. What's what's the vibe over there at the Asheville Airport right now? Uh, well, to be very honest with you, it's, it's very quiet. Um, the parking lot is relatively empty, um, and really the only people who are traveling are traveling for essential reasons. Um, you know, most of the airlines have reduced almost all of their flights. So we have a very limited number of flights each day. Um, but they are still flying, uh, trying to provide service for those who really need it. Um, you know, and so it's, I won't lie, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not the way you want to see the airport, but at the same time, during this global crisis, it is the way you want to see the airport. You know, we're all, like you said, we're all in it together. Um, and so at the airport, we are just doing what we need to do to keep things open and operational. Um, you know, sometimes in a quiet downtime, that really doesn't happen at Asheville Regional Airport anymore. Um, you know, for for a number of years, we've had record growth every year. So we just get busier and busier and busier. And so we are taking the opportunity to work on projects that um, are easier to do when there aren't a lot of people around. Um, you know, things that we can do in a safe manner. Um, and so that's a, that's a little bit of a, uh, silver lining, I guess. Um, you know, we are able to get some things done. Um, 
And, you know, we're just trying our best to make sure that when everyone else is ready to start flying again, that their local airport is also ready. So that's that's the vibe right now. Well, you know, it's so important for people to remember just how critical an infrastructure an airport is. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about it the other day. It's there. There's so many hubs around, uh, you know, there's hubs downtown and uh, but the hub that's really the most critical is our uh, our national airport, our global airports all over the world uh, to keep that movement of people going and being able to be quick about it and efficient about it and move goods and services and it's so important that you remain open and and you have a wonderful team there. I always want to kind of give a shout out to the people who show up every day to ensure that the airport is still operational because like you said they they still need to get people from point a to point b that's right that's absolutely right and um you know we're we're interconnected the aviation infrastructure is interconnected and if one part of that connected network is not operating it disrupts everything else so you know it is very important and um you know, I'm glad that you said that. Uh, we, we certainly hope that our community understands that the airport is part of the critical infrastructure. And, you know, the next time you see um, someone who works at the airport, especially the people who are in the terminal um, interacting with people or keeping the terminal clean, you know, tell them thank you. I'm just I'm just very um, proud of them for showing up and doing what needs to be done every day and we forget i or maybe we just don't really consider when we're in a busy uh oh i need to get to my gate and i need to get my luggage scanned and and i need to go through the tsa that there are so many dedicated people from the flight crew to the ground handling teams the ticket agents the air traffic controllers uh, you know there's just so many uh providers who are who are keeping that uh, wheel turning so that right we can travel when we need to that's right that's right and and you know an interesting thing um you know we're we're trying to stay in touch with the airlines and stay in touch with um organizations that have a lot of travel data and we are seeing that even though we're we're in a really serious situation in our world right now people are still dreaming of travel still searching for those trips still um you know having a little bit of optimism about when they'll be able to travel again you know and so that's encouraging to see and you know we're very hopeful that when we move through this pandemic and life begins to return to normal that travel is naturally an, a normal part of life that people embrace and come back to quickly I'm so glad you brought that up, Tina, because I've been following a lot of uh, travel influencers and travel bloggers and, and travel destinations who 
of course, are, you know, in a challenging time right now, but they're making the the most of it. I've never seen so much creativity when it comes to uh, taking uh, lemons and turning it into lemonade. You go online and, and look up different destinations where you would dream of going, someday I want to go here, and most likely there's a virtual tour you can take. There's, uh, you can go into their museums, you can, I, I went on one, uh, one link that took me right to the beach. It was a beach destination and it was like I was sitting on the beach. So being able to keep dreaming and knowing that uh, everybody is in this together and keeping that dream alive is, that's just such a wonderful affirmation. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's a really hopeful part of um, thinking about life and what's important in life and, you know, as we um, follow the stay-at-home orders and we are um, hunkering down with our loved ones, um, you know, you do think about what's next. And, you know, it's it feels good to be a part of an industry that will be here to offer something really great for what's coming next. And that's going to be where we all can start really healing from this, is to go out and meet new people, eat new foods, experience someplace new and exciting. And and I also, I, I want to remind people of something that you said earlier about the, um, the team of people who, who are there at the Asheville Regional Airport. If, if you have a neighbor or a friend or a family member who works at the Asheville Airport, be sure to tell them thank you because they are our, our community's heroes right now. They show up, they get up every day and make sure that uh, this infrastructure is, is moving and, and available and active uh, for all of us and especially for those who need to get out. Tina, right. thank you so much. How can we find out more information about the Asheville Airport and, and even some of the airlines if we need help? Very easily on our website, flyavl.com. We do have uh, all of that information, and we're trying to organize um, a lot of frequently asked questions and things like that um, on a page dedicated to COVID-19 updates. Perfect. Well, Tina, thank you again for... Uh, being here and giving us an update on the Asheville Regional Airport. We all want to um, be thinking of the day when we can get over into that parking lot, find a place in that beautiful garage, and make our way to the terminal to get on a plane and, and get out of town. Well, thank you for saying that. I think I want to do that too. Great. All right, <laughs> Tina. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. 
At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we welcome folks from around the world and locally onto our tours. People love to travel and discover new places and new experiences, and we love being a part of that here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Most of us right now are not traveling due to the COVID-19 pandemic sweeping across the globe. While travel and tourism make up the biggest part of our regional economy, providing thousands of jobs, and our community greatly feels that loss in tourism right now, we know that there will be time to travel safely in the near future. We wish everyone good health and safety during this time. Community is what brings us together. We at Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours look forward to welcoming you to our community and showing you the city from a bird's eye view. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Well, I just got a call from Doc Lawrence, our host of the Gourmet Highway, and I bet he is calling from home today. Hey, Doc, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful, Marilyn. Isolation can be fabulous if you've got the right tools, and I got them. Well, Doc, you always have the right tools wherever you are, and it is true. Here we are finding ourselves isolated from... Uh, from our community and from the road, and I know that's the place where you feel the most comfortable. Uh, what's happening? Give me an idea of what you're doing down there in Atlanta. Well, actually, I'm staying quite busy. Uh, like you, Bill, uh, I've never been afraid of being alone. I can adjust it pretty easily because uh, I enjoy books. I enjoy conversations, which, thank goodness, we still got telephones and the Internet. Uh, I enjoy uh, the liquid delights I have at home. I have a pretty uh, advanced cellar, wine cellar that I've collected over the years. And that leads me to something. You know, even in the midst of all this worry, uh, despair, isolation, we're approaching uh, the, the, the holiest days of, of religions that are, that are dominant in the United States, Passover and Easter. And, uh, I've got a great, great Passover story to share it with you if you if you want to hear it. I absolutely want to hear it. Well, it has an Atlanta connection. Um, some years back, about maybe a decade, I had breakfast, mind you, an elegant breakfast at a gourmet restaurant with a lovely lady from Reims uh, in France, the Champagne District, Alexandra de Nanancourt. And she was in Atlanta for the High Museum of Arts Wine Festival, which is one of the great events in all of the United States. And she was being honored. And uh, I had eggs with champagne, which I really enjoyed, which I could do it again sometime. And somehow or another, the subject came up of kosher wines. And it was right on the eve of Passover, and I probably brought it up. And she surprised me with some a glorious story. Uh, she said that her father, who was the owner then of Laurent Perrier, the great champagne house, which she inherited uh, in France in the Champagne District, had a winemaker who made his champagne. And when the Nazis overran France, 
they arrested this gentleman who was Jewish, and they she never saw him again. She was very close to him. And she said, since then, this champagne house has always produced a kosher champagne. It's always done it. They did it in his honor. And it's equal to or superior to anything that they put out. I have a bottle of champagne that she gave me. It's kosher. And it's called Alexandra Laureate Perrier. And it's in his honor. And I think of uh, that story, the wonderful legacy of the Jewish people, the meaning of Passover, uh, and even the meaning of Easter. Uh, every time I look at that bottle, it's never going to be opened. I'll pass it on even when it's no longer good. And uh, it means the world to me. And in this particular time, we just think we're suffering. Well, we're just isolated. And if we're careful, we'll come out of it just fine. Just imagine the danger and the horror of having to go through that. And it, we, we seem like we can... Uh, what we're going through now is child's play. And that's inspiring to me, and particularly with the uh, the wonderful celebrations and observances of the Jewish people and of Christians that are coming up just immediately. So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it, Marilyn. Well, Doc, that's a wonderful story, and I'm sure that you are finding a lot of pleasurable ways to spend this time, especially in the kitchen. You have such a flair for whipping up these wonderful gourmet kind of meals, always having your, your glass of Jack close by. What's it like <laughs> playing around in the kitchen so much? Well, I've always played around in the kitchen, so it's been, it's been my life now. It's no different than it was this time last year when we didn't have uh, coronavirus. It's the same. And uh, I go to the store, not often as I used to, I get what I want, what I need. I eat good food. I, I really rely on that. I eat good food. I want to stay healthy. I like to live a long time. I don't want to be obese. I don't want diabetes. I don't want anything. And uh, good food, good food, and I mean that sincerely, with good beverages. And that includes wine. That includes Jack Daniels. That includes pure water, purified water. Uh, that's the secret to, to living. Uh, I have recipes that have been given to me uh, from some of the top chefs on the planet. The ones that I can do are the simple ones. So I'm sticking with the simple pleasures. Uh, I, I, I have uh, dishes from Louisiana that I fix all the time. Uh, how many people have ever heard of grillards and grits? That's a, a, a French dish transported into New Orleans through immigration two, three, four hundred years ago that essentially is country fried steak with a rich wine-based gravy served with real southern grits. It's divine. And making it, there's nothing to it. It's a, it's a no-brainer, but it sure is delicious. Well, you that... have that with, uh, oh, listen, have that with a uh, uh, a glass of Jervie uh, Champagne, which was Napoleon's fa- favorite uh, red wine from Burgundy, which you could buy anywhere. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you forget the travails of isolation. And put some, put some Miles Davis on. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a, that, that, you know, forget 
social distancing. Crazy cop, get on down here. Dinner's on me tonight. Well, Doc, you had me at Southern Grits. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) So listen, the Gourmet Highway is out there. We can continue to dream about it. We can go, uh, anybody can go on thegourmethighway.com and listen to past episodes with you when you've been out there in this beautiful southern country we love so much. And we are going to be out there again. Give us an idea of some of the new destinations we think we're going to be going to. Well, pretty soon, I'm going to crank up the old convertible and head over to Sea Island of Georgia and uh, really get deep into uh, Gula and Gishi cuisine. And that's, we don't realize that we eat that food all the time. And so it, 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 it made its way into the mainstream to get to the roots of some of the spicing and uh, spend time at some of the elegant places that are side-by-side with original America. Uh, St. George Island, Florida is another place that I have on the map, uh, circled to go, Alligator, Alligator Point in the Panhandle of Florida is another. Oh, it's divine. A sunset there will make you fall to your knees and weep. It's so pretty. Uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I know of a winery outside of there called Dry Kamal Creek. They make wines from a native grape that dates back 500 years ago when the Spanish conquistadors with the Franciscan monks brought their grapes from Europe and planted them there. And uh, they make a wine there called Black Spanish Red. You cannot believe how delicious it is. And it's only down there in North America. Uh, Beaumont, Texas. I want to go by the Janis Joplin Museum again and revisit that. That was her hometown. And uh, people don't know that she was an artist. She was a full scholarship art student at the University of Texas. Isn't that amazing how little we know about all the people that we love? Well, Doc, uh, you have. That's just, a, that's just a little brief, that's a little brief vignette of where I'm going to go and a frenzy when this thing's over with. I can't wait. It is going to be a frenzy because once you are able to get out there again in that convertible, it's going to be perfect weather, visiting all these places and and reporting back to us here on Speaking of Travel. Doc, I can't thank you enough for phoning in today and talking, and I'll look forward to hearing from you again next week. Love you, Marilyn. God bless you. Love you too, Doc. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. We've had a wonderful show talking with Mike over at New Belgium and finding out about the uh, New Belgium Bar and Restaurant Relief Fund. Get on there and um, uh, find out what you can do and to help. And Tina with the Asheville Regional Airport, uh, thanking all the people who are are still there keeping our infrastructure going. And I want you to go out and have a wonderful week. Take a walk in the woods. Be out there where you can be a part of nature. Love each other. Find ways that you can support each other in this challenging time because it won't be long before we can be out traveling again. And make your plans now because... Remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy.